to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science Research. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and for over 30 years, I've been studying what is happening to water on our planet, the atmosphere, and your human body. And many years ago, I was able to prove without a question to the world that we had overlooked the water in the human body. We've been studying the water in the atmosphere, and we've been studying the water on the planet, and, um, but the water in your body to live with that planet and I will include the solar system, to live on the planet with life, you must have water. And it all began from the beginning of time. Time from the beginning of the first breath of life. What was the first breath of life? What could it have been? Well, it was water. And water is alive. It's a living life. It's all the living elements of life, water. So when you go to disturb water, you disturb life. Now, when water first began, I imagined like the mirror in the water. I have imagined and thought out and studied what came first, maybe moss living in the water. Possibly some soil, or maybe soil came first and moss second. Some ferns. What happened at the beginning of that mirror in the water to begin life and the planet, Earth, as where we're at today? Imagine. Enjoy that imagine. It's like a mirage. Think it out. Wouldn't it make a good movie? The mirror and the water. To remind us of what is happening on this planet. But life on the planet has water in the life. For example, all human life, you would not be born in the air first. You would be born in the water. Your birth began at the moment of your moment of breath in that water. And then when you came from to be born, to come to the life of earth, the atmosphere, you left that pocket of water, but you only could leave if nature had provided you all the organs in your body the skin organ, the brain, the eyes, the blood, the teeth, the bones, the kidneys, the liver, and all, every, part, every organ must have a percentage of water to live with that water in the atmosphere once you arrive. Now, everybody in research out there, you must realize that if you don't include that, you're leaving behind 
any particular cures for disease and symptoms that cause disease. It's in the water. But it, it's the seed. The seed of all of that grows and begins a root of futures. It must be the way to think. Then when you study that, you're able to study evaporation. Not the word dehydration. That's to death. That's the stream. It's evaporation of water from the body living in the evaporation of the atmosphere. They go together electrolytically, like a lightning rod. Our life depends upon it. Without it, you have a problem forever. It's in the water. There are once you're born, at that moment, there are no two eyes alike, fingerprints alike. You're different. You're so exciting to me. It's so exciting. And I look at all children as if they're perfect. There's no such thing as an imperfect child. Because they're beginning their life to develop living with the planet and all that there is been given here as a gift to all of us. I've said to everybody, for as long as I can remember, as I studied, but long before when I began to study this, our life is precious. We need to be very respectful to people. Learn to respect them and where they're coming from. And not always be so emotionally caught up and not understanding who they are, getting to know who they are. Life should have peace, integrity, respect, dignity, because it's, it's a gift. It's so delicate, sensitive, because at the beginning of time, it began like the mirror in the water. Today, I want to get to our, our guest. He's coming from out of Australia, and we've had him on before about a very favorite subject of mine. What is happening in the oceans to have begun to use the ocean as a garbage dump? That should be concerning to everybody in research, everybody trying to find those cures, and everybody on the planet. All of us. Why are we using our ocean for a garbage dump? I have some theories about it, and I will share with you where I come with my concerns about what is happening on this planet. The ocean is the body of, of life, living with the life of the, uh, what's going on. And we'll have the, our guest, will begin to discuss that with us when I introduce you to him. That's his expertise, and he is in Australia as we talk today. We're first going to talk to our, listen to our sponsor, our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. At the surface of your eye, you've been hearing a lot about dry eye. When they brought me to the table years ago, over 20 years ago, to study what is happening to the eye to cause blindness, and dry eye, because dry eye causes the future vision impairment to blind. 
we talked about, and we, I studied for a year, and we were able to determine, and I, they already knew it, that the surface of the eye is 99% water. The surface, and it's evaporating. No two eyes alike, so no two people evaporate the same. What happens with dry eye is it needs to be supplemented no different than the rest of your life is supplemented with technologies, additions to application and benefits for you to learn how to supplement what you personally need. What is dry eye? Over-evaporation of water. Water of the surface of the eye. Living with the evaporation of our atmosphere's water vapor. They touch each other. Nature's Tears Eye Mist was invented to be able to supplement. It's the only product in the world like it. It's 100% tissue culture grade of water. It's a method of just a mist. Very simple, very easy uh, for all ages to use worldwide. And yes, selling in China, it sells here in the United States, and it's in the pharmaceutical field. Nature's tears, I missed. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with our guest from Australia. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. This is Sharon Kleina, the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, water life science research. We have coming in from Australia today, and there's going to be a little challenging connection, but I think we're going to hear okay. John Camille. John is concerned about your oceans. He's been concerned. He was a surfer in Australia. 
and he, a chemical engineer, and he decided to take serious what research should be doing, the oceans, the water and the oceans, because of what is happening to garbage dumping. John, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thanks, Sharon, for having me on. Well, thank you for getting up so early. What time is it there? Uh, it's just past 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you're dedicated to your research and what you're doing. I appreciate you getting up. And being with the yes, power of water worldwide and our algorithm and our show internationally, boy, we can do it today. I've had you on, I know, before. And I've got some real exciting, but I want the world to hear first, internationally, where you come from, how you got what you're doing, and then I'm going to pick your brains today. So get prepared. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. Well, um, I guess basically uh, I had a bit of a sea change. I used to live in the capital city of Victoria, um, which is Melbourne, and uh, moved down to a to a quiet little coastal town and lived, um, was living a lovely life surfing in that. And then I became of, um, of all the issues related to ocean pollution. And we can do that and to help the ocean become clean and healthy again. Mm -hmm. So when you were surfing all that time, uh, and that's probably a very popular thing in Australia, is surfing, right? It, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty special thing. It's, it's, it's something that we, anyone who's had stood on. Chances yeah. Out of so water, when you were out in the ocean the, surfing, all that. When did you? What, what age did you start surfing? Uh, I started when I was. First of all, probably with my with my parents, with we used to call corky boards, polished iron boards, when I was about six, and then great when I was about thirteen. So that's about forty years ago now, forty four years ago, uh-huh. so a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So you got a feel of the ocean from let's say six on, and then you went off. To uh, one of the universities and became a chemical engineer. And then you decided, with your passion of the ocean, to learn more about what is happening to it. And you obviously heard that it's being used as a garbage dump. And I'm saying that nice and blunt. Tell me what you've been learning. When, how long ago do you believe they started using our oceans on this planet as a garbage dump? How long ago do you think that was? Oh well, I think I think historically, um, if you look at look at uh, some of the islander cultures, I suppose in a sense they they did for, for a garbage dump and for a, for their for their toilet. Um, and when there was one or two people on an island or or 50 and there were strong currents, that was okay because that would break down eventually and, and no one would be no one would be hurt if it was done. As population increased and, and people settled everywhere in the world and we became more complex and we consume more and more as we do, uh, 
it changes things and really um, what I mean is just saying, oh, okay, well, if it's out of sight, out of mind in the ocean, it's not a problem and we're now finding that a lot of these things, the, a, lot, a lot of man-made chemicals that we're... They don't break down. Um, because they don't break down. They're made in the ocean in one form or another, whether it's being in plastic, consumed animals, uh, and they can they can have disturbing and, and consequences that we're only really now... And I suppose it sort of really corresponds with the rise of, I guess, the revolution where became better at doing things and I still think in a way that we're just like little worked out the fact that, that we can be given we can be given a car to drive down a road but if you let a two year old drive it, it's gonna bash from I think we're only now starting to grow up and realise that we have to be responsible when we use technology. Well, you know, I have been studying water for over thirty years and and of course that connected to the human water issue. I was into studying the behavior of water in the human body. And of course I would begin, John, to study the atmosphere, water vapor, and the electric rod of living with the atmosphere. And of course then I would go to the planet and study the soil, the rock, and study what that behavior is living with the human body, water. Then, of course, I would go to the solar system. And how do they connect? Then you take a peek, and I'm going to talk common sense. Then you take a peek at what, how this earth began at the beginning with water and began the life it began And you look at all of that, how delicate, how sensitive. There was a word called I use, and I really pound the pavement with it, John, going worldwide in what I do with research. The word evaporation. What is the first, you being a chemical engineer, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say evaporation? Well, well, for me, it's that, that the, the country that I live in, we're, we're actually um, the driest populated uh, continent in the entire world. So we're, we're, a, we're a, a, the smallest continent, but we are, we are quite a large continent. We've got huge deserts in the inland, and we're, most of the population huddles along the coastal fringe, and we're trying to keep that water or we don't do such a good job at it, but we try and keep that water because that water that falls on that coastal fringe uh, basically feeds and clothes all of us. The word evaporation means water is diminishing by breath. Evaporation. The world began, this planet Earth began, That blue ring, they call it, around the circle, around the planet from the beginning of time. It's obvious it had a little evaporation to begin a droplet of water. It's obvious that when it came down, and it came down long enough, it became a breath. 
but it had to evaporate because it began to develop an atmosphere, we call it. And remember, all these words we use are inventions. Those, each word is an invention. Somebody invented how to describe something, a word. Evaporation from the beginning of time is serious. It's delicate and it's sensitive, but it began life like an electric rod, a spark plug, just a spark. When those waters came up out of the aquifers and began, and follow me like the mirror in the water in your thinking. When that water came up in the aquifers to the surface of what became later a soil and more life. Soil is life. Then all of a sudden, that fresh water on the planet had to go to a low spot as it began to develop around the planet. All with longevity, patience, rhythm, and time. The ocean is like the mirror in the water. It's like the, the crown jewel called the brain. It's like one of our doctors we had on here recently said, our brain is our crown jewel. The crown jewel of life on the planet became the enormous abundance of that water called ocean. Living with the rest of the planet. What happened with the fresh water that is so very sensitive to our lives is we started letting the fresh water go lower and the rivers get smaller, but the oceans were changing, coming up in many countries. When you use the ocean for a garbage dump, it changes temperature to live with the atmosphere and evaporation would be more dominant. The atmosphere is living with the whole layers of the atmosphere reaching out to the solar system. And John, um, it has to have a rhythm. Everything has to stay in rhythm or we have a challenge with the atmosphere. Now, your dedication with the oceans and you being a chemical engineer, know that those plastics, those different garbage items that they're pushing and putting into the ocean now would change the temperature of the water. Am I wrong? Well, I think there's a number of things that are that are not only changing the, the temperature of water, the composition, and and they and they and we we're, we're starting to learn that that rhythm is being disrupted, and that if we can start to to what it's telling us, then we can start to bring it back into its natural rhythm by respecting it and taking and taking out the rubbish that we shouldn't be putting in there and, and recycling and trying to use it, trying to develop a more circular economy. It catches things before it upsets that rhythm. Something else for you to think about uh, that might add to your plate. 
You know what happened at 9-11 when those buildings came down. Mm-hmm. And all that debris, the effects on human life in Manhattan. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I think probably everybody can remember that. Do you remember the effects of people's lives, our first responders that are dying every day, every month, because of the debris that they had to clean up? Yeah. Have you heard about that? What do you think that's doing to the, what do you think that is doing to the ocean? The ocean is a living life. It lives with all that there is out there in the atmosphere, our lives. Like everything else yeah, well, lives I, with our lives. Well, I think any 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 sort of pollution that that basically goes up into the atmosphere and that that creates damage and 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 mayhem and you know nine eleven and all the wars that happen and all the all the jets the jets that spew out airline fuel and all the rest of it that's all 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 contributing to upsetting the atmosphere and we 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 really need to to learn and to try and tread more lightly. What do you think about, what are you learning in um, Australia about solar panels and windmills? Do you think that's doing anything to the atmosphere? You're a chemical I think engineer. That, yeah, I think that, I think that those are buying this time um, and, and certainly they're quite, the contribution of, of, of solar power and um, windmills, if they if they're placed in the right place, can be a significant benefit. Uh, and they're already becoming very cost competitive with with um, fossil fuels, which obviously you know promote a lot of. Back to your passion and the ocean that we all love. We all love the ocean and its nature to our life. Uh, where? Do you think they're dumping the most amount of garbage in the ocean? Where is number one the worst? It's a lot of the time in third world countries where where they take you know if if you talk to any surfer, for instance, that'll go anywhere it's enough money to vacation. After heavy rain, everything that that's on the rivers or the river bank. Say, for instance, Bali, they're doing amazing jobs trying to clean up their oceans or clean up the rivers right. and their sanitation. But they've got a, a they've got a huge task in front of them in those areas, uh, and mm-hmm. and also, of course, it all comes back to what we're using. If we're using a plastic, and- something to think about. I always do this when I'm studying that the origination of something that mankind began to do that eventually we found out was harmful. We'll go to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, for dry eye. But just a mist, and we'll be back with John. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. We're back with John, Jamel, in Australia. Uh, John and I were having a problem with our the Skype and trying to keep John connected to us. But audience, I need you to know something. His seriousness and others around the world that are looking at the oceans, what can we do for them not to be the garbage dump? Now, whenever I do research, I'm one of those individuals that analyzes not only what we haven't learned and what we could learn, but also what could we, how could we go forward and help others to join us that are already in a business doing something that needs to change. It's no different than smoking. We learned that smoking cigarettes way back in time, people didn't stop to think. They smoked. Right. They, they learned that it was harmful. There's things we need to learn to do to make it better and what we do in our research to help others and understand and evaluate. John, you're with us again? Yes, back in. Sorry about the phone. Okay, what I was doing with the audience waiting is, you know, John, uh, way back in time, our forefathers were brilliant worldwide. I just can't believe how, can you imagine starting out with zero to develop Mm. what they did hundreds and thousands and years ago? From the beginning. But they did make decisions that weren't always healthy, but they made them for sacrifice, for need, to invent something to make things better, not thinking about health. Um, So when you look at the ocean and our waters, our fresh water, They're not studying deep enough to me. Um, I think they need to get into more. I'm I'm a common sense person, John. Every Mm -hmm. scientist all over the world that I work with and what I do says grandmas have common sense. 
a lot of times when we go to school, we don't always study common sense with what we're studying. We're studying what somebody else is teaching you what they had learned and they want to teach you. Mm. And we overlooked our waters. And the ocean that you're now dedicating your life to, tell us about your organization and what you're doing there in Australia. And are you going out of Australia with this, with this organization, or is it mostly in Australia? Well, it, it's mostly in Australia just simply because of the resources involved. A lot of volu- We have a lot of volunteers, and, and you know what it's like with volunteer organizations where we tap, we knock on doors for help, but sometimes those doors open. So we're, we're focused in Australia at the moment, um, but we do have links with a number of bodies overseas. Uh, and, and mainly what our issue is, is we're, we're very concerned, uh, with, with all forms of ocean pollution, but we do have a, have a special, special interest in, uh, sewage outfalls around Australia and the industrial outfalls where we dump our we dump the, the uh, our wastewater from sewage treatment plants, uh, and what we've done is we've we've done a study around Australia, finding out where all those outfalls are, what we're discharging, and, and we've identified that there's um, a significant potential benefit for recycling that water for appropriate use using appropriate um, technology, uh, and that we could save uh, billions of dollars. Um, for Australia if we actually cleaned up that water, took the waste products out of it and made them safe and then used that water for appropriate purposes, whether that's for cropping or for the vegetables or uh, for football fields. We play football over here slightly different to yours in America, um, but we call ours football and we call your, your football gridiron. But there's lots of different different usages for that water as opposed to just dumping it in the water because... I don't know if you know, Shane, but wastewater from sewage treatment plants is only is 99% pure water and 1% contaminants. So it's just getting those contaminants out that's the issue. Now, are you working with that personally, with that in Australia? Yeah. Yes, I'm, now, I'm have supervising you been, that. Post. Have you had built that relationship in San Diego, Southern California, with the, the head of the water resources in San Diego that started that? They're doing it, uh, we, and they taught uh, Singapore we, how to do it. We've had them on the show. Okay. Oh, okay. No, no, I haven't personally personally talked to them. We we're 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 trying to talk to our government here to try to convince them that it's a good idea to have a look uh-huh. at it and maybe sort of back it a bit more. So San so Diego, the head of water resources in San Diego, is thrilled to help others learn to do it. They yeah. worked with, you know about Singapore. Yes, yes. And they're yes, recycling. They're very progressive, and, yes. And uh, San Diego, I taught them how to do it. And the uh-huh. thing is, it's, uh, the future of it is, is enormous. Um, you're right. Uh, it's a, it's, there's something there. But back to water, fresh water, yep. to on our planet is uh, that ocean water has a lot to do with the atmosphere and the, what's going on with our climate and uh, that keeps up with the rhythm 
Can you imagine that huge body of water keeping up with the rhythm of the solar system? It's, Can you imagine it's mind, that? It's mind-blowing. I, I sometimes try to, but this thing that I just I can't get a horizon and see the dip and see the water and how far it goes and head around it. Mm-hmm. Right. Your country, uh, Australia, uh, with your organization, how long ago did you organize that group? We, about 20 years. We'll be celebrating our 20th year next year. Uh, okay. And we sort of started, so we've sort of been, been through quite a few things. We, we actually convinced one of the state governments in Australia over half a billion, under half a billion dollars uh, about five or six years ago to, to do upgrade a plant to, to, the, um, to the point where it could be recycled. And that, that basically processes about half of Melbourne sewage. So, um, which is which is a, which is a big amount. So, um, so we've had a, had quite a few big wins, and we just see trying to get this adopted around the rest of Australia as our next step. Well, you probably found out, and I did. I understand you earlier when you mentioned uh, acquiring the resources to keep continue the organization means looking yeah. for money every day, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that is part of it. We we have a, have a few generous, great, very it generous has people. To be. It's like a research yeah. center that we are. It's just constant. And I have other scientists say, Sharon, I'm fortunate. Yeah. We have a product that mm. uh, Nature Sears I miss for dry eyes. Uh, and and, and like one other one that kind of supplements until we get our... Uh, up out of the trenches, I should say, to get up and going. But looking for money every day also takes time. Do you go out and put different uh, campaigns together? Uh, you mentioned something about your Australian football. Uh, is that was that a campaign to raise money uh, with a special excitement for everybody, or was that just connected to water? I mean, yeah, that was just a reference to water. Yeah, yeah, we oh, did. Okay, um, we did. A, we did a while ago. Out. We had a. Yeah, we did. We I'm did sorry. a while ago. We had a had a few footballers um, compete in a surfing event. We had uh, to oh, try and raise your profile okay. about. So yeah, so, okay. so and some a couple of them were quite good, but a couple of them they were master football players, but gee, they couldn't surf to save themselves. But it was a fun uh-huh. day. We had on our show recently in Melbourne, Tony Phillips, and his, he, his company is a, a company that has um, been consulting different ones around the world in advertising and so on to learn how to do certain promotions to attract the attention. And I'm, I'll email you his um, name and company name. It'd be fun if you two could connect. You'd like him. Uh, yeah, oh, thank you. That'd be great. Yeah. What happens with... I Long ago, and as a young person, my parents never went to the golf course. They believed in giving back to helping others. Charitable ideas and thinking. 
I grew up that way. And uh, raising money to do these things can be very creative, very imaginable. And getting people excited about life in the water, life in what you're trying to do. And once they get excited, it can become like the Health Olympics. It can become fun with yes. with how it yes. can become imaginable because we've got to do this on this planet. The water that yes. we live with is the fresh water is vital to the atmosphere because it's fresh and it doesn't pull mm. as much out of the atmosphere as the ocean does. Mm. So mm. what we have uh-huh. to do is think out fresh water, but could you live without fresh water, John? No. My, no. My. And the atmosphere well, well, couldn't a, either. Yeah. Well, I'm an actor and a herbalist as, as well, so a number of people who don't have enough fresh water to drink and, and drink things they have probably much. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's, you know, it, it, we, I think you know, we're so much composed of water that if we don't keep that balance, we're never going to... Well, your soil, have you noticed in your lifetime, in your country, that your soil became sand? Have you noticed that? Uh-huh. It's what happened in Southern California, too, in, Cal- in yeah. the United States. Why did that happen? The rivers were getting lower. Uh-huh. They weren't prioritizing fresh water for the atmosphere. But that's a learning process. I'm always fair with what I learn. Because when you learn, it's kind of like I mentioned when we were trying to get your connection again. Do you remember when the whole planet Earth was practically smoking cigarettes? (laughs) And and it was was chic. (laughs) It was very chic to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, and I'll, I'll bring up this to the audience real quick. Uh, I've always been health conscious, but I had people around me as a young girl. I was graduated from high school, and they were smoking cigarettes. And I thought, you know, I think I'll smoke cigarettes. So I went out and bought a carton of cigarettes and thought, I'm going to smoke cigarettes. And then John, I guess I thought it looked, you know, people were sitting around talking and socializing and smoking cigarettes. And I decided, and I, by the way, I'm 77. And I found myself uh, thinking, ugh. (laughs) My hands smelled, my clothes smelled. There was nothing she could possibly. So after Mm. a couple of cigarettes or so, I decided this is not for me. But they had to learn with time how harmful it was. Mm-hmm. And maybe do something else with the tobacco growers. Find another way to make some money with the tobacco growing. That, mm. that plant. And, well, we are uh, versatile. We're versatile, aren't we, Sharon? We're versatile people. And if we're doing something wrong, you know, human beings hopefully are smart enough that we can say, right, okay, that's a bit dumb. We can move on from that and do something else. I mean, we, well, we're, we're or, or not anything. just do, take what we've learned and make it even better and go over. Hmm. And it's kind of like, I'm going to have to bring this up. 
our opioid problem. The doctors sincerely, it was an invention to assist people complaining about pain. The doctors are not God. They prescribe what somebody else's inventions are. So when that began, people weren't thinking about addiction and what was happening to the innocent. Innocent people who didn't know that addiction could be the candy bar. A lot of people don't know that eye drops, the eyes become addicted to an eye drop. Um, people don't realize that, that, that you've got to learn. You've got to be proactive. You should be in the Health Olympics. Back to our oceans. Our oceans are vital to the atmosphere. And what you're doing is very excitingly dedicated to the future of taking this planet and getting it alarmed, but not alarmed to think, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be, you know, be but aware about long-term thinking, long-term health Olympics for the ocean. Because yeah. the ocean needs to be healthy. And putting garbage in it is going to change temperature. Of course. That's like old metal, dummy. Yes. Yes. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left for you to be on. Tell us something you want the audience to know about your organization. Well, if, you, if you're interested in finding out what we're doing, and we've got a couple of campaigns, obviously more in Australia, but there's, if, you, if you trawl through the website, there's lots of interesting information on what we're doing. Uh, it's cleanocean.org, all one word, cleanocean.org, uh, and you can drop me a line. There's a... There's a it's an email. Uh, contact us for an email there. And uh, is any anyone that would um, like to talk, we're all happy to share our ideas and promote more and a better and cleaner ocean. Mm-hmm. And then, John, along the way, if you ever want to come on again and and uh, bring somebody else with you on this on it, get we'll get a, try to get a really good connection. We'll do this again because I'd like, because we're called the power of water, water life science research. And I'm in research into uh, all parts of this atmosphere living with the solar life. So if you want to come on again and got a subject you want to uh, share with us, please come again and be our guest. We appreciated you getting out at three o'clock your time. (laughs) I have to tell you one before you go. Tony, Sharon. I don't want to get up at Sorry. 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you go. Yes. You have a nice day. Okay. You too, sir. Thank you. You have a nice day. Thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for listening today. That is, you, anybody in research listening, physicians listening, people listening out there, be sure that you're understanding how valuable your life is with the water, even the oceans. Earth whispers, don't say goodbye and leave it all behind. What we need to learn to do with our planet and our lives as people, because it seemed like the power of all faith separated all of this life into human life 
to become the custodian of life to save other people's lives, to save other life on earth. We're a custodian. It's long-term, and it should be for eternity, long-term. We need to find those cures for those symptoms and disease. We need to help each other with their lives and be patient with our planet and what we're trying to learn. If we find something is not healthy, like dumping garbage in the ocean, it's no different than building a pond in your backyard and using it for a garbage dump. When you would walk out there, you'd notice the change of the clarity of the water. You could put your hand in the water and see a change in temperature. You could smell what's going on in the pollution of the atmosphere in your backyard. Think about that. But that's what's happening to our lives. We've got to take it serious and enjoy the Olympics of it all. It can be not only gratification, but long-term satisfaction. Earth does whisper, don't take it all with you. Put a special child in your hand. All children are perfect. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. 